Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When I fall Out of my prime Barely in time Will you lift me up When I can Seem to see the light Stuck in the night Will you lift me up? I don't know why I'm this way I don't know what brings me down trouble too much when I fall will you lift me up I don't want no one 
Introduction by Spencer Thomas that was Lift Me Up off of his album Hanging Tough. Welcome you to another episode of Porch Salt. This is an untapped in vinyl and it is a quarantine edition. I'm burning the <laughs> phone lines with Monk and uh, we're practicing our social distancing and taking our social drinking to a brand new level. <laughs> you know, one of the coolest things I think has happened since since this has all started is virtual happy hours. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really learning my way around Zoom and, you know, FaceTime and, and getting people on there and drinking with them. It's been kind of cool, but it's not the same, you know? Yeah. That's what I was, uh, when I went out to Druid City, you know, the, didn't even get out of the car. Uh, Seth took care of me right there in my vehicle, but. It's awesome. You know, that was one thing that uh, I was telling my dad on the way back home. He rode up there with me. I was like, you know, I just can't wait till places are open again. It's just, it was just good to be able to go have a beer and hear some live music. Yeah. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And, you know, it, it hurts my heart to think about, you know, some of these small businesses, if they're not applying for the loans that are being offered right now, I mean, some of our favorite places may not be around, you know. Luckily, places like Druid City could still, you know, pay an employee and still keep the doors open, you know, by doing the, the curbside growler thing. And Black Warrior Brewing Company's doing it over in, and Tuscaloosa as well, so right. you know it's just kind of sad to think how many businesses won't be there when this is all done. Because hell, who knows how long it's going to go on, man? You know. Yeah. So I mean, right now, what we're we're quarantined uh, right now under uh, the government till what the twentieth April, and that could be that extended. What it, was? it might be yeah. the thirtieth. Yeah, I don't, man. It's it's I see a whole manner because all states are doing things a little different. I think. They are um, because I know I know like Tuscaloosa they've got open all of the um, all of the trails out at Sokol and stuff like that you know are still open to the public but I know <laughs> did a you see Colorado she did, said that did, they're shutting down trails in Colorado oh yeah did you see some of the signs that uh, some of the locals were putting up in the parks in Tuscaloosa no I, did, I, no I have not it's it's all like funny social distancing it's like one of them was uh, take social distancing just think about how far you would want yourself from an LSU fan. <laughs> Roll time. <laughs> yes, and that's the one team I can't stand, so that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man, same here. Same here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, what is life going to be like when this is all over? You know, I mean, I've one thing I've really appreciated is how people are trying to do the best with what we've got, you know? Um, yeah. All of these musicians. I've seen some killer live performances on Instagram and on Facebook. 
Um, I don't know you and I talked about it before, but like Waxahachie and and Kevin Morby did one the other night, and Ben from Lucero has done one, and Julia Jacqueline. I never realized how fantastic her voice was till I just heard her and the guitar, you know, live in her living room or wherever she was, you know. So that's been really cool, kind of catching up on some of those things, you know. So I I guess music is going to survive because I know music is still being released. It is. Um, uh, and I mean, those are, it's surprising. Like you had your, your big timers like Jason Isbell and even from the pop world, if you want to say Lady Gaga, who are like, I got an album ready to drop, but I'm not going to during this cause I can't play it. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, but you have people that are dropping it like Lily Hyatt, you know, and Waxahachie, right. uh, which is good for us, you know, I mean, but, but I guess in, in Isbell's defense, um, and I am a, honestly a closet Lady Gaga fan. <laughs> so you know i've said it now so it's, it's, it's out <laughs> but you know like for somebody like isbel i mean it's it's the live show man he wants to go out and start touring with his new record you know absolutely um and he's gonna hang i don't know i wish he wouldn't hang on to it because i know that one song he released that's uh that's up on the net right now it's a good song it was uh it was weird man i went from uh not seeing isbel since drive-by and then yeah. last year i saw him twice like back to back within like a three-day span yeah. And both of them were free events. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the one the thing he did at the amphitheater. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. I turned around again, and I, I want to say Tupelo or Oxford. I don't remember. It was somewhere in Mississippi. Yeah. Well, i tell you, man, first time I saw Isbel was at um, Iron City in Birmingham. December 11th, I think it was like 2015, Maybe 2014, Ooh. 2013, I don't know. Ooh, that's but way back. That's, that's way back there. Guess who opened up for him? Uh, At the time, a, a little-known Sturgill Simpson opened up. No way. And I sat there because I was on the front row, I mean, kind of off to the side, but I sat there watching Sturgill. And, I mean, literally, when he was done, I, like, got on my phone. I was, like, looking him up. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? This guy was awesome. You know? Yeah. So, and then now look at Sturgill Simpson's. You know, he's on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine and stuff. It's kind of crazy. That's a cool story, man. It's uh, yeah. It's reminiscent of uh, my buddy Kobe. He came up to the Sunstroke House when Pony was there to get that yeah. show. His first time catching Pony was uh, oh, it was in Birmingham. Oh, or was the venue maybe Iron City? Yeah. And um, he went to go see Susto, and yeah. Pony opened. Oh, cool. And, you know, he was at the bar, um, Pony walked up, ordered the water, and uh, I think Pony started the conversation. He's like, you ever heard of that Pony guy? <laughs> and uh, Kobe's like, no. Um, and Pony's like, well, maybe you'll like it. And he said, yeah, we're about to see. <laughs> and, then uh, he said, and then he said he grabbed the water, walked up on stage, and started playing. He's like, totally had my, you know. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I can't wait. I hope the uh, the Pony Bradshaw show doesn't get uh, canceled at Sunstroke House because yeah, and it's been it's been what two years since he's been there, or a year and a half. Right? Yeah, I'm, it would have been kind of missing some Pony, you know. Yeah, no kidding. I was fortunate enough to catch him uh, when he came to uh, Tupelo at the Blue Canoe late last year. Yeah, I was supposed to go to that show with you, and something happened. I and uh, he's whatever. not even playing Sudden Opera anymore. Yeah, no, that's what you had said. Yeah. He, uh, what you saw some of the things that he's been doing on his social media, like Osage yeah. Orange and Guru yeah. and Mina's a Moccasin. Um, yeah, Mina's Moccasin really, was cool. Really dope tracks, man. I've been trying to share all of his uh, live videos that he's been doing on my Instagram, so 
And that's at Monk on the radio for anybody who wants to follow me on the answers. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so, are you ready to start the untapped version off until we get, uh, we might not even get to it. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, if we keep drinking, yeah, we'll be, I don't forget what I'm drinking. You know, no. <laughs> yes, uh, man. Um, so what I'm having right now, it's kind of weird because we normally have the same thing. And no slight on what I'm drinking, but man, I sure wish I could pour me one of them Druid City. Is it a lamp lighter you got there? Well, I got the, the, the lamp. City? I got the lamp in the lock. Lamp in the lock. Oh, so, that's the, the collaboration. That's the collab. Is it, man? Uh, talk about that one first. Yeah, it's good, dude. It's uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't really tell a whole lot of difference between it and lamp lighter. For real, it's a little bit darker. Uh, yeah, but it's it's a and, solid IPA. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I'm on my second is, cup now. Yeah, that is for everybody. That is the collaboration between Black Warrior Brewing Company and Druid City Brewing Company. And they got a killer logo. I don't, I don't, of course, it's not on your growler, but... Right. Uh, <laughs> I got the, uh, you know, the straight to L uh, from Huntsville. I've got to yeah. take my growlers back. That's what I was telling uh, Seth, because he asked me when I pulled up. He's like, you didn't bring a growler, did you? And I was like, man, I got like two years at the house. I've been meaning to bring yeah. them back. Yeah. Well, I always, that's what I run into. That's why I've got 11 growlers at my house now because <laughs> I always forget to bring my growlers. And then finally, now I've got two different people in my life telling me, just put some damn growlers in your car. Right. <laughs> just That way you've always got one. And I just keep forgetting. I end up having to pay an extra five, six bucks to buy a growler too with my beer. But That's, I mean, that's yeah. what I usually do. I got a, right now I got a little piece, uh, piece of white tape on them. And, uh, you know, I just wrote the number down. Like, I got one from Lucy that we had snake handler in, and that was a 8 out of 10 night. And that's just how oh, yeah. that's just how drunk it, it got. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Good nights, yes. Snake handler. <laughs> Good gracious love. So, speaking of snake handler, which is a double IPA, I am having the – let me open the fridge here so I can tell the whole name of the thing. It's a beer out of Kiln, Mississippi. Um, a brewery down there called Lazy Magnolia, mm-hmm. uh, the Timber Beast Rye Double IPA, and it is a it is a solid freaking beer, man. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I don't really know. I don't understand what rye is, honestly, and I like rye whiskey, but I don't know why I like it or why it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, this rye it's kind of different flavor to it. It's not as floral. It's a little more woodsy flavor than, say, a snake hammer or another double IPA that you may have had. That's the thing um, about this lamp in the lock. It, it's not near as uh, floral as, like, the lamp yeah. lighter to me. It's it, it's a lot darker. Yeah. It's good. Well, well, cheers, man. Yeah, cheers to both, that. Both drinking solid, solid beers, you know? Yes, sir. I'll tell you this, one... though. Uh, one thing I do want to plug is that if you'll go to Druid City Bruins' uh, social media, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, check out the t-shirts that they have. Those are cool, man. I like them. Yeah, man. And so uh, it's just another way that you can support your local brewery. And um, Lusa and I, I think uh, Black Warrior, they're, I think they're all doing the same thing right now. Yeah. Yeah, with the with the filling on the corner. Right. Yeah, they're doing the same thing over at Alcove International Tavern, too. So Yeah, ain't Lusa and Alcove, they're yeah. affiliated, right? They're brother-sister. Oh, yeah, yeah, same, same owner, yeah. They're, they're sisters, as they say in the, the business world, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I've got to. Uh, I mean, it, shit. If you can go out and just take you a growler and go get it filled, man, you're helping out the employees of that brewery. You're helping out, you know, the brewery itself. So, you know, go out and do that. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, it was and good to get. Up, it was good to get PSA. up there. 
<laughs> it was real good to get up there and see uh, Seth and Bo. And Bo was telling me, uh, you know, after all this is finally blowed over and they get in a new building, man, it's going to be one hell of a party. Because uh, oh, yeah, he was telling wait. me about some of the people that he's been reaching out to to come play that night. Yeah. Uh, I think me and you will definitely be in attendance, buddy. Most definitely. <laughs> What, what did he say? The Dexter teams? Yeah. What would be a better sound for T Town, man? <laughs> the Dexter teams. <laughs> and uh, he also and, and, he also dropped uh, <laughs> he also dropped her boy Taylor's name. So we'll see. Oh hell yeah! Right on, man. I cannot wait. Now you sent me a video. We'll talk about that video. Yes, I do. Oh, and so you. we're done with the untapped. It's off to the vinyl now. That's it. Home free. <laughs> so now that we're home free. Next song is called 13 Anchors by Brad Armstrong off of his album, I Got No Place Remembers Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Bo, the, uh, I got the two, the two names confused from the Dexatines back. Now, I was at that show. It's a show, if I'm not mistaken, that's the Bama Theater. And I was at that show. It was a Tuscaloosa Get Up One. And it was really cool because Brad was there playing guitar. Yeah, dude. Um, and that yeah. toward the end when him and, uh, oh gosh, help me out. Yeah, when they, uh, when they messed up and they were doing their solos. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. man, yes. Yeah, you know, and then, then you got Matt Patton, who at the time, I don't know, I think at the time he had just started playing with um, with uh, Drop-By Truckers, but he was back on bass, and he still pops back up every now and again, you'll hear Dex Teens, and then there, Matt Patton will be smiling on the side, but I remember, because I was lucky enough, and you've probably seen the poster on my wall, that was 2012, 
is when that was December of 2012 that show and they opened up for Alabama Shakes yeah um and it was a freaking I was in the balcony because I had my son and he wanted to get as far away from the noise that's when we realized that our son does not like live music it's like oh how how does that happen (laughs) (laughs) right how do you grow up around me and you don't love live music but i was lucky enough to get to mc the tuscaloosa get up two was that on the that was on the boat ferry right no 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 that's hold it we'll talk about that in a second but no the uh tuscaloosa get up two is another thing that bo and and uh well that's cool good people druid city all did um, on December 19th of 2013. I've got the poster on my wall next time you're at my apartment. You can see it. Um, but it was Doc Daly and Magnolia Devil, St. Paul and the Broken Bones, and Alabama Shakes. So that was pretty phenomenal. And then there's, of course, if you if you Google um, or go to YouTube and look up Alabama Shakes at the Bama, you'll get to see me. Like, I'm up on stage and ready <laughs> to announce the Shakes. And I see, I first got to know them as the Shakes, not as Alabama Shakes. Right. So I think that's where my brain got confused because the first time I saw them, we played on the Bama Bell and they were just called the Shakes. Um, this was back way back before they got started. So this was early 2010s, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so when I get up on stage, I announced them as the Alabama Shakes. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, oh, why did you say the? <laughs> <laughs> But it was a cool thing, and I got to stand on the side of the stage and like watch them the whole freaking time, man. They're so amazing. Yeah, man. I tell you that that's crazy. Like uh, you're saying about your son not liking live music. Uh, my, yeah. my nephew was uh, at the, at the house when I pulled up from work sometime this past week, and uh, you know I got out of the truck, walked in, went back to my room, got undressed, changed, came out, and uh, like. Uh, my sister-in-law, she's like, your nephew's got something he want to ask you. I said, okay, what? And said, Why do you play your music so loud? Uh. <laughs> I was like, because I like it, boy. <laughs> Kids these days, good gracious. <laughs> I was like, there's That's a... There's a <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, there's a thing called 11. You think it only goes to 10, but it actually goes to 11. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, it's like, understand. it's EDM. It's music for people with attention deficit disorder, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Or that's what's given them attention deficit disorder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's man. It's so all over the road and crazy. That's right. Um, all that, a lot of that EDM, like, um, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of some of the Skrillex is a pretty big name in it, but that, that is just, that's just it, just a gamer. What, what does EDM stand for? Electronic, electronic dance music. Oh, yes. I thought of something else, but yeah. 
I knew I knew that though. <laughs> Showing my ignorance because the one thing it's the second worst that, thing that white people have brought to the music table in the past thirty years. <laughs> What's the first disco? No, country oh, rap. Country. Oh, good Lord, Jesus, help us! No, no, please, no. Not unless you're you're Big Yayo. I don't even know who that is. He's a Mississippi boy. He's uh, he's been a been a part of uh, the um, the the Hill Country Cowboys. That uh, the the Black Hill Country Cowboys. That uh, one of my favorite photographers, Rory Doyle. He is has been photographing them for years. If you get a chance, follow him on Instagram because he's a fantastic um, uh, photographer. But he's been documenting them for years now. And Big Yayo is one of those cowboys, but he's also a country rapper but it's just totally different style um, yeah. than think of like big schmo and people like that you know or colt ford or whoever else you're, and it's crazy that i know those names but i mean anyway. it, <laughs> it is what it is man <laughs> yeah yeah oh uh, so just hill country cowboys so just a little bit more about that we're not saying hill country blues this is a totally different genre here oh most most definitely it's it's basically a bunch of 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 african-american cowboys who live in the delta and they go to the hill country because it's better to ride those trails up in the hill country okay. of Mississippi. Okay. Yeah, because the okay. Delta is, you know, by nature flat. Right. Whereas the hill country is not. So they go on up around where Cedric Burnside and RL and all them are from, up in the hill country around Water Valley. And that's where uh, Dalback Sound is at okay. Patton Run's uh, recording studio up there. Yeah. Um, it's got some pretty phenomenal that- artists on his label, too. All right, so to move on right there, let's talk about labels. And so is this something that Fat Possum gravitated towards like they did with the Hill Country Blue player, or is this something that Matt Patton gravitated towards? Who's capturing these guys? The the, the, the Cowboys? Yes. And Big Yayo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I don't know what label Big Yayo's on. I had a chance to meet him. I was in Jackson for the Mississippi Arts Commission. Did a, uh, a big conference. And I got a chance to go down there and met Rory, and then I met uh, Big Yayo as well. Uh, he was with him. But, uh, but no, I don't know. I don't know if they, if the Fat Possum dialback sound has anything to do with Big Yayo or the country rapid stuff. I mean, from what I know, they put out on their labels and stuff. I've not seen anything of the sort. So, yeah, that you know, that seems like something that Fat Possum would possibly gravitate towards. It might not be directly down their alley. Yeah, I, you know, Fat Possum is like they're like they're like sub pop records. Like when I was growing up, and and I mean, I was you know, 16, 17 years old in 91, 92, you know? So I was around when Sub Pop had their big shining moment, you know? And it was a bunch of um, grunge bands and, and just really good, solid rock. But now you go to Sub Pop, they're releasing all this pop stuff, and it's weird. And I think Fat Possum has kind of done the same because when I first found Fat Possum, it was all blues, mm-hmm. you know? I remember getting the, what, the same old crap compilations or whatever it's called. Those, those blues compilations and just loving it, man. With T Model Ford, it was the most, the most almost. I don't want to say annoying, but it just kind of it didn't make any sense. The kind of blues they were playing, this hill country blues, and these people that were, you know, like Seadale uh, that we talked about at one point uh-huh. after watching that movie. You know, he's not really in tune. He plays with a fork. He's in a, yeah, but he's <laughs> in his own night. soon. Yeah, yeah, you know, and so he, they put Seadale Davis. That's it. You know, so they put out a lot of these uh, really cool things like that. Then all of a sudden, here comes what they put out there. Did they do the Black Keys? They done Black Keys, and then yeah. like uh, you know, uh, oh gosh, Patrick Corney. You know, he got uh, yeah. the glorious, the glorious, the heartless bastards in. And yeah. 
I guess since then, Fat Possum's kind of gravitated more towards what they could do in that scene. Yeah, and then they, they signed Liz Brazier, who is a phenomenal yeah. power soul vocalist that we saw. Did you see her when she was at Sunstroke? I did not. That was before oh. me. Uh, man, I was man, just was watching so Diddy TV. Uh, well, I love Diddy just, TV. Just yesterday, and they had, you know, for the quarantine and all, they had Liz Brazier come home. Yeah. And, uh, man, she always kills it. She showed us. She's got a voice on her. Oh. Yeah, and it's pretty cool, too, when we do the, South, the Sunstroke stuff. You always show, we show up about the same time. Yeah, I usually, give everybody, yeah. Some, give everybody some background, because you're normally doing a podcast with the artist. Well, I'm there a little before you, because I'm helping the artist set up sound and get the room set up and everything. And You know, I've thought about it. That was kind of cool. I mean, I've helped with sound for Sarah Shook and the Disarmers, right. Liz Brazier, Pony Bradshaw. It's like, wow, you know, kind of cool. And coming up, they got Corey Brannon, which I'm just stoked to meet Corey Brannon. I've seen him twice with Lucero, a very, very good friend with Lucero. Yeah. Um, they, he is. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to more Sunstroke, man. I, I want to get back to normal so we could stop canceling shows because oh. I know there are a lot of people, you know, luckily – as you and I have talked about, luckily Lucero had just finished their tour when all this kind of came down. So I was able to see Lucero two nights in one week. Yeah, he was a bit of a road dog there. I was, man. I saw him down in Jackson, Mississippi on a Tuesday night, then saw him in Birmingham on a Thursday night, and it wore my old ass out. Now, I ain't, <laughs> I'm in my 40s, but, you know, driving, what is that, a total of nine hours? Yeah, at least. Just the band in two days? Yeah. I mean that was a little a little, a little hard to do, you know. But uh but but nothing like it. If you ever get a chance to see your favorite band twice in one week, do it. And I, I now I will never do it again. If that happens next year, I may consider it, but I doubt it's going to. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's a really cool place too. And I know put it on everybody's radar, a really cool place down in Jackson, Mississippi called Dueling Hall. I've never seen a show there. But it's, it's cool because the stage is like at my knees, you know, so you can stand right up on it. And, and it's just a more intimate kind of feel. It's still a big room, maybe not as big as Saturn in Birmingham okay. or Drew City Music Hall. Uh, have you been up you know? to Blue Canoe? Would it be that big? That's kind of a small oh, venue. Yeah, it's, it's a little bigger than Blue Canoe for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I have, I've seen Coulter Wall at Blue Canoe and uh, the Hoot Hollers and Scott H. Byram. I've seen a lot of bands up there at Blue Canoe. Adam up, cool Adam up, yeah. Adam up there at Blue Canoe, he kills it. Oh, man, they got some great food, too, man. Those crack fries they put out, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and while we're at it, dude, his uh, Pizza versus Taco, uh, the business that he started up after Blue Canoe, that opened, oh, let's see, late last year. It, I've seen it there, but I've never seen it open, so I've never stopped at it when I'm in Tupelo. Yeah, that's, uh, that's been one of the things on my things to do when everything goes back to normal for sure but uh he has a hand in Kermit's Outlaw Kitchen up there too which I ate in Kermit's Outlaw Kitchen and had their hamburger steak which was totally not a hamburger steak but it was like this gigantic awesome meat patty and no that's Neon Pig that's Neon Pig up there oh my goodness that was a phenomenal place anyway enough about Tupelo yeah. <laughs> if you get over there Alan I can recommend places for you to go <laughs> I'm telling you, man, Tupelo's got it. But yeah, man, let's uh, let's spend a little time with our local uh, record labels. Um, I wanted to spend a little time with Cornelius Chapel, and um, and just to uh, talk a little bit more about the Dexatines. Yes. So Cornelius Chapel 
is a label run by Elliot McPherson right. of the Dex teams. The, uh, he's, I guess he is the Dex teams in some stage, you know, but he's not, it's not the Dex teams till you got the guys behind it, you know, but, um, but putting out some phenomenal stuff. Um, he's, he's put out, he's putting out a band of uh, friends of mine out of Winfield um, called Dirty Clergy. You got to check those guys out. I was on their uh, website earlier. Now that was that is the latest album that they have out. Yeah, that uh, yes. that was right after Witch's Wall. Yeah, Witch's Wall, and uh, you you gave me the heads up on the Witch's Wall. I dig them, man. Kind of, it's, it was wasn't what I expected. I guess the name the name kind of sounded a little bit heavier. Like, yeah, it made made it sound like I was going to hear more of a kind of a stoner rock band or something you know <laughs> i don't know yeah they yeah it, it shook it shook me a little bit band. too but it's cool it's chill yeah it's very chill man very cool um shit i'm trying to think of a band that'd be reminiscent of you know but i, I think a lot of that cornelius chapel stuff i mean he's kind of got a style that he gravitates toward um and and everything i think other than the dexatines pretty much leans away from the dexatines you know what i mean yeah yeah. So, but I mean, I will support that label from here to Izzard, as they say. You know, that's it. And I know they got some of the guys that we've uh, we've seen at the Sunstroke House, just like uh, Brad Armstrong. They have his latest album, which was a damn Will, banger. Will yeah. Um, and Johnson, then. Uh huh. That's right. And yeah. uh, did you ever get to check out that Lo-Fi and Low Fried? Uh, that little uh, they they spun it out on uh, tape cassette. Yeah, um, I don't have anything to listen to cassettes on the side. I remember it being there. I but it's on it's on your Spotify. It's on your Spotify. Oh, is it? Oh, well, yeah. Shoot, and I, man, I always and this is bad, right? I always gravitate toward life with a slow ear. <laughs> Every time I go into Taylor's thing, it's like that record right there. It's just like bam, you know, and that and tap dance, daddy. Of course, I've been into that lately because I've been playing it on my on my show indies only but so i've been telling him dude i've been going back like i've been at bad little kitty and uh knifer uh oh yeah those those two are good uh yeah but they his lo-fi and uh low fried it's two cover songs uh champagne and reefer and i love you yeah and um it's it's that dirty nasty taylor hollandsworth sound that you you heard a lot of you know uh reminiscent of older stuff and then you you heard a lot of it again on tap dancing daddy yeah, yeah, it kind of got back that bluesy thing kind of got going on. Uh-huh. Man, but I tell you, there's there's no, and I don't know if, I guess Taylor probably listens to this podcast, there's no better Taylor Hollingsworth song than Westphalia. <laughs> that is the best song. And now I'm a, I'm a huge Dead Fingers fan. I actually, see, I knew of Taylor back when he had um, Taylor and the Puffs back yeah. in, oh, band in Birmingham. Yeah, that was Bad Little Kitty. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... But, but man, when I heard Dead Fingers, it was like that one record. What's that record called? Help me out. Uh, the I'm one that to... I have here of yours? No, the other one. Okay. The one with Ring Around Saturn. Okay, let me dig it out. I have this I have, record I have, right there. I have your like, black I'm... dog. Yeah. But the one yeah, that but... you're thinking about, let me dig through here. <laughs> Whatever it's called. Um, that record... I want to say that 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 record, like I'm, I'm always been a supporter of local music wherever I'm at. Whether I was, you know, growing up in Mississippi or or being on the radio in Mississippi and then moving to Tuscaloosa or whether I lived in Starkville, I like that record was like the record of like this is why I love supporting local music. Uh, that's that just gonna be that's out, just gonna be the title, uh, the self title. 
It's just Dead Dead Fingers. Okay. Yeah. I've, maybe that's why I couldn't come up with a title because there's not one. But yeah, that record made me just it solidified. This is why I support local music. This record right here, from front to back, one of the most spectacular records I've ever listened to. Damn the straight. First Dead Fingers record. Damn Love straight. And oh my gosh. Yeah, rings around Saturn and uh, shit. Let me dig that thing back out. <laughs> Yeah, Taylor Hollingsworth, too, is like one of those musicians, just like Elliot McPherson, if they're involved with it, I want to hear it, and I'm probably going to love it, you know? I mean, everything, because, and now I, I was actually brought this up kind of, sort of, in, in a weird way earlier, but I was going to tell you, um, on the Dexatines, go and listen to the record Single Wide. All right. Check that record out. That is my favorite, and I love them when they're rocking, but this is a, a mostly acoustic record. And I think they freaking shine on single wide. All right, man, that do. is a phenomenal record. Too. Yeah, I've been on yeah. Cornelius Chapel's website, and I've been looking at you know some of the older catalog stuff, and about to place some orders. And I was, it's probably gonna get them all, but I look for that one first. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think it's on. Um, I don't think it's on Cornelius Chapel. Oh, okay. That record, yeah. Let me. I can pull out the vinyl real quick. Um, I've got several. And the Teenage Hallelujah record, which is not on Spotify, for whatever reason, I don't know. I think that's on Cornelius Chapel. Um, next teens, looking for these. Oh, you got them alphabetized? Oh, man, I got to when I got 200-some-odd records. <laughs> I got <them laughs> alphabetized. Yeah, Teenage Hallelujah, here it is. And it is out on, it is on Cornelius Chapel Records. That is a phenomenal record. That was, when that record came out, I was working for um, Okra Magazine <clears throat> and writing articles. So I did an article. That was my first article I ever wrote for a magazine. Uh, I did it on uh, on the Dexatines. And Teenage Hallelujah had just came out. And there's a song on there um, called Alabama Redneck. That's uh, And I was confused listening to the song. But once I <clears throat> interviewed Elliot, <clears throat> once I interviewed Elliot, I kind of, um, he brought it down to light. It's about... When Kid Rock put out that all summer long song and sampled um, Leonard Skinner's Sweet Home Alabama, uh-huh. that's what that song's talking about. Every Alabama redneck uh, has the same favorite song. <laughs> it yeah. just basically goes off on him. But, uh, but yeah, I'm looking here. Um, Sky Bucket, an old label out of, uh, I don't even know if they're still around, Sky Bucket. They're the ones that put out the record single wide. Um, but it's also, it has a Cornelius Chapel logo on it as well. Now we've we've talked about them in the past, didn't Taylor? Did, yeah, didn't Taylor, Taylor cut with them? Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. With Skybucket, I, I think during the interview with you, he never mentioned the record label. Okay. But I knew what he was talking about because I used to play Taylor Hollingsworth on the very first incarnation of Indies Only when Z100 was a thing in in Birmingham back in the oh three to oh six, I think. Yeah, man, I'm I'm ready for this stuff to pass, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. We're going to have ourselves an untapped vinyl with Taylor as soon as it does. Man, that's going to be so awesome. And I missed the last one you guys did over at Druid City. Yeah, man. And uh, I think I had some event happening or something here. He so. uh, he started the show out with Westphalia, so I hate that for you. I know, man. <laughs> I know, and it was so cool because um, whenever he sat down at, uh, at uh, Sunstroke House, he was getting all the stuff ready, and he's got his guitar case. He lifted his guitar case open and sat it beside him, and he already had the set list up on the, the inside of it. I couldn't see it. I didn't have glasses on, so I couldn't see what the words were. And I said, hopefully you got uh, Ring Around Saturn on there. <laughs> he laughed. 
And then right at the end, he says, this one right here is for Monk. <laughs> he played Ring Around Center. Uh-huh. Like, yes. But he did Westphalia at that time, too. So Yeah, man. Uh, that was yeah. – uh... That's definitely one of the most memorable nights. Uh, hell, they're all memorable. Those all those yeah, shows are, are great. But I remember, uh, I tell it all the time. But I needed a, you know, a, a string and a reel to uh, pull my jaw back up after he started Westphalia. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I mean, the guitar parts are so complicated that he does. He yeah. is a just a fantastic. I don't see how he does what he does. And his hands are moving. You don't. It's kind of like watching Les Claypool play, play bass. I mean, how the hell do you do it? Just strumming it with your fingers like that, and you're doing all that shit, and it's happening. It's making this weird noises, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's kind of what Taylor does with his guitar and his fingers. You can't really tell where the hell they're going, but it's making this amazing sound. Uh, such a phenomenal guitar player. Yeah. And I, I know he jokes about his voice. I, I mean, I think it fits perfectly. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, same thing, man. It's uh, it's timely. It's it's just right. Yep. Is it even an untapped in vinyl if we don't plug Taylor Hollinsworth? This is Westphalia off of his album Life of a Slow Ear. It's hard for me to think 
other new albums that have come out. Uh, Brent Cobb, are you familiar with him? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, my friend Adam Hood um, is uh, he writes songs with him together, and they write songs. They write songs together, and I'm gonna tell you this kind of cool story. And you were at the Adam Hood show at the Columbus Arts Council, right? So you kind of heard him tell the story, but I don't know if he. I don't remember if he told it to me backstage or if he told it on stage, but. Um, Travis Tritt wanted to write songs with both Brent Cobb and Adam Hood, but he didn't want to write songs with them together. I guess they were just so good. He didn't want to write songs with them together. So he scheduled two dates with Brent and two dates with Adam. (laughs) I thought that was kind of a cool story. First time I met Brent, it was in Jasper, Alabama. It was a free music festival. It was late in the fall last year. And uh, he played, and then Whiskey Myers went up, and then Brent came I out. I Whiskey Myers. Yeah, Brent, he came out in the crowd, and, uh, you know, I just hollered at him. And uh, I was like, man, that's the first time I've caught you, and I was halfway familiar with your music. But damn, your songwriting's good, brother. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got a chance to see him, I think, at the very last um, Sloss Fest he played. That's where I got a chance to see him. Uh, Lucas yeah, Nelson yeah. and the Promise of the Real. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you know? they just dropped a new one. <laughs> yeah, they did. I'm just I, like I go back and forth with Lucas Nelson. Um, I don't know if it's the voice or what it is, um, but it's not my. I don't dislike it at all. And I will if you put a record on, I'm gonna listen to it and, and I'm gonna love it. But I don't own anything, and I just I don't know. I kind of go back and forth with Lucas Nelson. Uh, we've yeah. already touched a little bit on uh, Lily Hyatt, but I wanted to touch on Flower Moon. Um, you have Radner and Lee. That's a duo, and they'll be cutting. Uh, that's a pre-order. It comes out in May. Um, yeah. So if you want to reach out, these are all Birmingham folks who are out in Los Angeles now. You got Maria Taylor, uh, Louis Schifano, uh, Azare, Taylor Hollinsworth. Taylor Hollinsworth. That's he done tap dancing daddy out there with them. So, so who owns the Flower Moon label? Uh, Maria is Taylor it, and her husband. Uh, Maria, okay, Maria Taylor is okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, because I wondered about the connection. Because so, I know half of them are in Los Angeles, but they got Taylor, and so I was like, okay, because I know that whole bunch—they're all connected, you know, and have been for years. Same with, you know, like Waxahachie um, and her sister Allison Crushfield. You know, they're all in that Birmingham kind of circle of okay. things. And now we don't talk about new records. Let me point out St. Cloud, the new one from Waxahachie, cool. my favorite record so far this year. Whoa, love that record. Yes, I heavy, heavy state. Yeah, that's a. And I just love. I love because I, I've been a fan of hers. And I mean, even going back to when Indies Only was, like I said, in, in Birmingham, Tuscaloosa, back in the, the early what, 2005 or whatever. Um, I was playing. She and her sister Allison had a band called the Ackleys that I used to play, and even before that, going back even deeper, they had a band called P.S. Elliot. Um, so yeah, that new Waxahachie record. Whoosh, bam. <laughs> I've got to check it out, and so uh, yeah, for those man. listening, that is something that you can definitely catch on Indies Only, right? Uh, yes, I played the song "Hell," which is my favorite track in the record. I love "Hell" and I love "Lilacs," uh, probably my two favorite songs. I played them both on Indies Only, um, and I've played Allison Crutchfield before. And you know, if you remember back in the old days, the Ackley, so that was a long time ago. I doubt uh, anybody that listens to Indies Only now listens back then. Except for maybe my ex-wife, because she still listens to the show, I think. <laughs> gotcha. Just something to look for. Uh, he'll be coming on the show. It's Brandon Kinder, his band, The Wealthy West. 
Um, yeah. Talented group of guys. Uh, you got uh, Jeff Smith of Star and Massey and um, everyone that Brandon surrounded himself with on this project. Uh, yeah. They're just some um, great musicians representing that Memphis sound. The, the Wealthy West. The Wealthy West. I will have to check those guys out because I have not. Uh, I know you had spoken of them before, but I've not. I've not listened to them. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm uneducated on that. <laughs> yeah, check those guys out. Oh, and when I before quarantine struck heavy, I made my way up to Nashville to sit down with David Newbold, and I got you two of his albums. I got you awesome. Sin and Redemption, and I got you a copy of Tennessee, which was the album before that. Hell yeah, man! I love Mr. Dave. Like that record right there. That was one of those records I spent a whole lot of the Sin and Redemption record. Uh, I spent a whole lot of time with that. I love that guy's songwriting. I just love his style. It's good. It's all good, man. Yeah, uh, it's it's a little tongue in cheek, you know. He don't pull any punches. Yeah, sure. And mm-hmm. uh, I respect it. It's uh, damn good songwriting. Yeah. And one of my yeah, favorite stories is. Uh, like, if you'll follow David on his social media, I guess for those listening, is like he'll do these uh, lunches with David. He doesn't do them every day. It's like maybe once a week. Yeah. And okay. uh, he told, it's, and I told him uh, when I was sitting down with him, I was like, The Center of Redemption has been a special album, especially being able to see it live in Memphis when we first met. Uh, but uh, I was like, I have a hard time with the album. And what I mean by that is like picking my favorite song. Is like, and for whatever reason, uh, the week that he put out this episode of Lunch with David, it was Long Road to Barstow. Yeah. And um, the folks uh, that he, David got to come in the studio with him to make that album, phenomenal musicians out of the Nashville area. And he just kind of told the story about having Long Road to Barstow fleshed out and ready. And then he was challenged by a friend to be like, hey, let's work on it a little bit more. Yeah, and oh, cool. uh, that is definitely a memorable song off that album. I'll, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and pick my favorite, the title track, The yeah. Sin of Redemption. That's yeah. a freaking great song. It's a banger. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a badass song. Yeah, I played it on Indies Only several times. Yeah, man. Well, I'm not going to be playing the title track. I'm going to be playing Long Road to Barstow. This is by David Newbold. It's off of his album Sin and Redemption.
in my rear view, a bass drum in my head. I had a heart full of sorrow and a red foot full of lead. Radiator leaking, a crack in the grill. Another night of drinking and mixing in, mixing in the pills. I don't remember. supporting uh, my friend Joshua Cosby of uh, Star mm-hmm. Massey. He has a project, Black Betty, a solo project now. And uh, he was doing a show at the new High Tone. And uh, I got off work, and I headed on up there to Memphis. It was a weeknight. And uh, David Newbold was sh- uh, sharing the stage, and uh, Josh played, and then David got up and played, and it was it was a hell of a night, man. It was one of my favorite shows awesome. of uh, that year, for sure, you know, to have made the drive, and it was definitely worth it. 
Is the new the new high tone different than the old high tone? Hell yeah. Okay, because <laughs> I've heard stories of musicians having to like run their own sound and everything before old high tone shows. That's all true. Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen a show at the high tone. I was I was uh, supposed to go. Something came up, like a, a life event or something came up. Um, Adam Hood and Brent Cobb uh, were on tour together, playing both playing acoustic shows, and they ran through the high tone in, in Memphis, and I was unable to go to the show. Um, but it was cool because I bought tickets, and then we were able to give it to somebody else. And they went, and I texted Adam, and I was like, hey, such and such, this person that took the tickets, she's been through a lot. Her son's done this and that or whatever. He, he'd been in the hospital and stuff. And so Adam dedicated the song to her and stuff. So that was pretty cool. But anyway, yeah, so I was able to show up the high tone. Uh, last thing I got on the list, I don't know where you are with Bob Dylan, if that's someone that you appreciate, but did you uh, catch the release of a song that he recorded secretly eight years ago and just dropped it on his YouTube? Or whatever? Uh, yeah, the what the oh, mur- right. murder most foul. Yeah, I mean, I, I am a Dylan fan. Um, I'm not going to badmouth Dylan at all. I'm not. I, that is one of the concerts that I walked out on because it was so horrible. Um, when he played in Tupelo, he played the Bancorp South Center in Tupelo way back like freaking 20 years ago or 18 years ago or something. Um, but I did not enjoy him live, but I do love him on recording. I'm a fan of earlier Bob Dylan. I'm a fan of bluesy Bob Dylan. Uh-huh. Um, but no, I did not listen to the song. I was It, it came to my attention. I'm a huge fan of uh, comedian Mark Marin mm-hmm. and his podcast, uh, WTF. And I follow him on the socials. And he was doing a, a live thing the other day where people were just asking him questions. And somebody asked him about the new Dylan song, and, and he just kind of uh, basically shit on it. <laughs> it was kind of like, he was like, yeah, no, I don't I, really like that. You know? I enjoyed but, it. Uh, I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, was it good? I mean, I'll have to go check it out. But. Uh, which I'm a, I'm a Dylan fan. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's crazy, man, because like, with the Bancorp South Center, I remember it wasn't that long ago that Dylan did a show down at the Sanger Theater in Mobile, and it was electric. Oh, yeah. And that was after... Uh, the Bancorp, and I've heard a lot of people like I heard James Taylor recently, late last year. He had a horrible show at the Bancorp. Um, I mean, it's I don't know. I don't think it's the venue. I think it's the bands because I remember years ago when I when I was um, growing up in Columbus, I worked at ninety nine point nine The Fox, a classic rock station. So we used to do all these shows, and I'd get the free tickets and I'd go and stuff. So I went to see Dylan. I was about five six songs in. He did. Um, blowing in the wind but he did it differently than it is on the record that's my favorite was, dylan song it was so weird i was just like he did it faster and i'm like what the hell's happening right now i said and then he's trying to talk and he's slurring his speech and i'm like oh man dude's drunk <laughs> whatever he does i don't know but i was just like all right cool, i've seen enough because once you know the show start the station can leave so i just like hopped in the station truck and came on back you know but um and also too whenever the Black Crows, and I've never been a huge Black Crows fan. Um, Just appreciate them. Like people are not going to like want to ever check me out on social media or anything. <laughs> I'm all these bands, but I've never been a big Black Crows fan. But they did an intimate concert where they took half the venue and moved the stage to the middle, and we just sat on half of it, you know. Yeah. And it was whatever record it was with the blue like eagle or hawk or whatever on it. Don't get me lying. Like that was like. Literally, I made it through three songs, and I was like, "All right, I'm seeing, I'm piecing out." So that was that was the only two shows I've ever left early, just because I was like, eh, 
you know. <laughs> but I guess they're free tickets too. I didn't pay for the tickets. If I'd have paid for the tickets and been a fan, I'd have stuck around. You're not right. gonna waste more money, you know. But I don't know. But nothing against them. It's been an off night, or maybe I just didn't understand what was going on on the stage at that moment or whatever. But I don't know. <laughs> I get it, man. And so I guess uh, just to plug locally right now, uh, the Columbus Art Council recently had a sit down with Darren Henson of the Quiet Calm. Oh man, that's my buddy. Yeah, yeah, and you know it's kind of like so for everybody to give them a background. I work at Alt One Hundred One Seven in Tuscaloosa, but I also work as the theater manager in Columbus, Mississippi, at the Columbus Arts Council. Um, and we had to close our doors because of COVID-19. Right. And when we did so, we were like, how can we still show our appreciation for the arts? So one of those things that uh, I came up with was the quarantine concert series, where it was just basically me, my iPad, and we did Facebook Live with an artist. And my, my buddy Darren Henson, the quiet column, just put out an EP called Blue that you should check out because the guys, uh, the, the guys collectively are very, very talented. Um, kind of loosely based out of West Point, Mississippi. Some of the guys are from Alabama. Some are from various other places in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, yeah I was, was talking with, uh, you know, Darren a little bit before the Adam Hood show. And, uh, you know, he's going to be on, he's going to come on the show. Yeah, oh, cool. Uh, yeah. And we were just working out logistics to have the whole quiet calm. But like you said, they're, they're very spread out. Yeah, yeah. But we did a little acoustic concert with Darren. You can go to columbus-arts.org and just uh, go to events and, and pull down a quarantine concert series. It's the only video because um, we had a little concern with um, with our from our artists and from our, us as the Arts Council had some concern about if we continue to do these things, they're really cool to get this into people's homes and, and on their, their computers and things. But we're putting ourselves at risk. We're putting the artists at risk their families, our families. So we just, uh, we did one with Darren and then we canceled it. So it's kind of sad, but one thing I want to point out, and, uh, this is just about the whole Columbus strong and, uh, just my appreciation for the Columbus arts council and what they have been doing for the community to keep the community mindful of the arts is to plug Druid city brewing again, uh, tonight, it'll be too late by the time this goes up, but, uh, Sunday nights is when Druid City Brewing does their open mic. Yep. And because they cannot meet and do the open mic, well, they took it virtual. And so uh, Jameson over at Guitar Gallery, mm-hmm. he is virtually hosting <laughs> the open mic. And so you can go to the Druid City Brewing, uh, their social media, check their story on Instagram and on Facebook, and you can see the times of all the local artists when they're going to go live on their Instagram and play the open mic. That's that's cool, man. And so that that's... is something that I've wanted to do with the princess, and just to reach out to you know our local guys is like, why don't we have an open mic? Because you know, open mic Wednesday nights at the princess since the elbow room shut down, that's yep. really everything. Yeah, um, and I I believe that. Even before the COVID, I believe they canceled the open mic at at um, the Princess. Yeah, and so, so it's yeah, <laughs> it's something that I miss. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's not that that avenue in Columbus anymore, you know, because yeah. uh, nobody. I don't. I don't know if Tie by Tie is still doing it, but I don't think anybody's doing it. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's completely shut down. And like that was something that you know Columbus was. I felt like was making strides toward. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I yeah. hate to see I hate to see it fizz out. Yeah. 
but you know i mean you've got a handful of musicians that come every week and so it's basically the same same parade you know yeah true um so you know i mean you gotta do what you gotta do to try to attract new people but if you can't then you know true that i don't know <laughs> I, don't, I don't play an instrument i mean i do but i'm no good at either one of them um <laughs> It was always just fun, like, for it to be available, and if I happen to be in Columbus sure. on a Wednesday night, let me borrow a guitar. I'm about to hop up there and play a song yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, and, and you've been putting some uh, some music up on the socials here recently. Yeah, just to plug the, the Porch Talk page, so right now we have a quarantine songwriting challenge, and I've just been challenging friends of the show that if they would like to post a song they've written since they've been in quarantine. And, I mean, we've had... Uh, right at 10 entries you can find that on the the facebook page and it's folks from literally all across america yeah that's cool man and then two i played it on my show um last night saturday night um on indies only ben gibbert of death cab for cutie wrote a song acoustically recorded i guess in his home studio called life in quarantine which I mean, speaks to it's just it's about what we're going through right now. It's really kind of. Did you hear the song? Did you get a chance to check out the show last night? I did, dude, but I did not catch that one. Yeah, it was in uh, in hour one. It's uh, it's pretty cool. I got in late. I think I started catching it at hour two last night. Yeah, it's like it's probably on Spotify and stuff like that. But uh, but he goes by not because if you look at the Death Cab records, he goes by Ben Gibbard. But on this, he's Benjamin Gibbard. So I'm sure he's got his own. Uh, um, outside of Death Cab, he's got his own um, Spotify channel, or, or I don't know if you listen to Pandora, whoever, what you know. Yeah, yeah. And just one thing about the whole Death Cab for Cutie, and a lot of bands have been doing this, and we'll touch on this, is just the Instagram Live and the Facebook Live. Um, yep. My thing is, is is it as good as being at the venue with the artists? No, but it is, it is absolutely great that this is a thing that's happening right now. But it's, it's it, you know it's it's not the same, but it's it's so different that it's cool as hell. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I mean it's like the best the you can literally do. Yeah, I mean like the chance to hear um, Ben Nichols from Lucero acoustic getting drunk in his basement bar. You know <laughs> that was one of the coolest nights. He played for like an hour and a half, maybe even longer, yeah. and played a bunch of songs that he doesn't normally that, that Lucero doesn't normally play. That was exciting for me as, you know, a massive member of Lucero fam, you know? Yeah. Um, to hear him do all this craziness. Yeah. And, and, just... then, and then even even the night I was watching Waxahachie, I'm sorry to interrupt. No. Um, watch, the night I was watching Waxahachie and Kevin Morby, um, whenever Katie started doing, she did a P.S. Elliott song. And I was like, oh, oh no, you know? <laughs> Going way back in her catalog. She was like, I wrote this when I was 18, so I hope I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the cool little things that we get, you know. But just the fact that they're doing it, and they're still they're reaching out to their fan base and saying, "Hey, look, you know, I know you're going through some shit. I'm gonna make it a little better for about an hour." You know, I think that's very cool. Yeah, man. And uh, just back to Def Cap for Cutie <laughs> on their uh, Facebook page, you can catch uh, Ben Gibbard. Uh, it was right out a week or two weeks ago. Now he was up every day, and first he done covers and. Uh, God bless you, Ben, uh, because he said, <laughs> we're starting out with a Beatles song, and it's not going to be uh, Imagine. And I was like, yes. Did he do Blackbird? <laughs> Which one did he do? Oh, that's a good question, because now <laughs> I don't remember. It was. Well, Imagine was not a Beatles song, though. Right, but like, do you remember all the celebrities that done the 
imagine in all their mansions and like how everybody was like, you know, thanks for doing this song while you're locked up in your fifty million dollar home. It makes me feel a whole lot better in the slums. <laughs> but uh, and that's what Ben was saying. You know, it's like this is something that's been overdone. So, uh, I, I, matter of fact, it may have been Blackbird. I have to go back and look. But. Yeah. And then, and then and then from there, like since Def Cab for Cutie has such a huge catalog and they've been around for so long, uh, he just broke down albums and years. Uh, today I'll be playing ninety five to ninety nine. Oh, that's awesome! And uh, you know, um, an hour before the show, they'd make a post: what songs from these albums do you want Ben to play? Yeah. And uh, man, it was great. You know, just an hour and a half of Ben Gibbard. And uh, if you've never seen it, look up. Uh, Def Cab for on Tiny Desk. That was a hell of a show. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you are you a, you're a Def Cab fan then? Huge Def Cab. Okay, they're I saw them in Birmingham live. They are a phenomenal live band. They're tight. But, they're real tight. <coughs> very tight. So, best Def Cab song go. Uh, Soul Meets Body. All right, going with an old comfortable favorite. I got that for me, and I guess I'm going with a comfortable favorite too. For me, it's uh, I will follow you into the dark. Okay, okay, okay. I love that song. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, I yeah. like the new yeah. album. Y'all been playing a, a lot of it on Alt One Hundred One Seven. You know, of like yeah. the song Northern Lights and. Yep. Uh, there's another uh, song off the album that y'all been playing. It. The name eludes me right now, but it's gonna elude me too. So. Yeah. And the by the way, I guess we're getting again. we're getting to the more on tap portion. By the way. Yeah, yeah, the, the double IPA that I'm drinking from Lazy Magnolia has started to hit me a little bit, so <laughs> the memory's going to fade a little bit. <laughs> well, all right, uh, we've talked a little bit about it uh, already, but uh, till the next time that we meet, um, yes. what are, let's say, give me five bands that I should be listening to? Oh, shit, Al, hold yeah. on. Now, now, I've got to go to my... All right, so one I'm going to tell you you should be listening to is a band called Ripe, R-I-P-E. Mm-hmm. Um, they are freaking phenomenal. A friend turned me on to them, and I have pretty much, I guess, in this quarantine, that's my go-to is the band Ripe. Okay. Uh, they do a killer, kick-ass version of Lola by the Kinks. Ooh, um, la, 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 la. Lola, yep. Tastes just like cherry cola. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to go to my Spotify on my iPad here because I gotta because I've now been listening to so much music. It has been just stupid music listening for me here recently. That's um, what I like to hear. Yeah. So hang on, let me go. Let me go to my library because I've been making playlists like crazy. And you know, I would tell people to follow me on Spotify, but I screwed up, and the account that's attached to the the family plan or whatever is a bunch of damn numbers, <laughs> so you could probably not find me if you wanted to. Um, All right, so uh, just talk binary, 11001110027. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, all that crap. Yeah, so um, let's see who else I've been listening to. I've been listening to a lot of uh, Will Hogue lately. Um, nice. So what, there's, there's, yeah, there's two for you. Um, go back and listen to the new record from Nick13. If you're if you know of Nick Thirteen, he's the lead vocalist for a a, uh, a punkabilly band called Tiger Army. Well, he put out a solo record, I think, like a year or two ago, that is absolutely phenomenal. Been listening to that a lot lately. Um, also, I'm I've been going back and listening to that first record. Um, There's a bomb in Gilead from Lee Baines the Third, the Glory Fires. 
put it on my turntable the other day and spun that damn thing literally all day. Um, but you're asking for new bands, though, aren't you, dude? Oh, I'm just in general, man. I'm like, I'll, yeah, I'll um, be my five will not be the newest of new. Okay, um, and then what else have I been listening to a whole lot lately? Uh, because I've been playing a lot of stuff on my on my show that I'm kind of into. The new record from oh my gosh, and the name just jumped out of my head. I was oh uh, Peter Bjorn and John. Yeah, that new record. If you're kind of into that whole poppy weird thing that they do is a phenomenal record. Uh, the song Rusty Nail is the one I've been playing on Indies Only. So that's five, right, I think? Yeah. Okay. All right, so, and give me an honorable mention, like maybe um, someone who has passed recently. Oh, passed recently? Well, somebody who's passed, but a band that I think everybody should know about, hands down, everybody should know about Morphine. Morphine. Mark, Mark Sandman was one of the most phenomenal musicians, songwriters. He played a two-string bass, and he played it with a, a bottleneck slide. And the band consisted of a drummer, a baritone sax player, and he sang and played that two-string bass. So everybody should know about Morphine. Um, go and probably check out the record Cure for Pain is my favorite. Or Yes. So okay. there you go. That's my honorable mention always would be Morphine. Alrighty. Love that man. There's a documentary out on YouTube too about Mark Sandman and his contributions to the music world and the whole story of the band and stuff. It's pretty phenomenal. <clears throat> I'm a little twisted on this because like I'm probably gonna play about five different songs on this episode, so I'm gonna try not to name <laughs> any of them. <laughs> but uh, uh, Nick Shoulders, man, I've been really heavy into him lately. Uh, he just came That's on the a show. Cool record. That's a cool record. Uh. Great sound, like uh, it's 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 true to the genre, and it's not something that I've heard done. Like today, he went on Instagram Live and he did a cover of uh, Blondie, uh, "Glass of Glass of Love." Oh gosh, no, I'm butchering it. Heart of Glass. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was dope. So uh, yeah. if you're into that, check him out. Um, like I said, just last episode, just had to go that far back to catch him and his music. Uh, that was good. Uh, two, I have really, really, really been going back into, um, look at me going blank. It's tough, man. <laughs> Put on the spot, it's tough. I should have wrote my stuff down. Oh, I'm thinking about the fox over there that does, it's with, uh, Tim Timebomb. Oh, what is her name? Oh, they're punk. Fight the um, good, fight is, the good is, fight. Oh, the interrupters. The interrupters, man. Yes, yes. They they have been heavy on uh on my listening lately. Awesome. I was listening to them the other day myself. Yeah. Uh, who else has been good? Just out of Memphis, man. I really been enjoying like the live things coming from there. Um, I would plug Jeremy Stanfield, phenomenal singer songwriter yeah. from the area. Yeah. Check that out. Um, he's got some new stuff coming out soon and like he just released a cover of Lost Highway by Hank Williams Jr. And great uh, song. Yeah. And he sent that over and he had a couple of people to help touch it up with harmonies, like Josh Cosby jumped on there and did a harmony and uh you can find that on Jeremy's social media and it is jam up. Cool. Uh what else? That's three for you, man. Come on, we got two more. Oh here we go, here we go. <laughs> I can do my honorable mention. I'm ready for that. Uh, Bill, uh, Bill Withers. Oh, my gosh. Yes, Bill Withers. 
my, my, that made my heart hurt, man. Because I have loved that You know what I've voice. listened to like five times a day? And I'll probably listen to it five more times. Lovely day. Lovely day. That's a good one. Well, I just recently went through a breakup, so I've been listening to Ain't No Sunshine a lot since that happened. So. Did you count the I knows? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I have not counted them before. But you know what? We had a contest years ago. Then I'm going to say, what, 27 years ago, whenever Rage Against the Machine put out their first record, at the end of the uh, Killing in the Name of, when he goes, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's 19, because it was a contest to win a, a, a beanie with the Rage Against the Machine logo on it. I think there's 19. Don't quote me on that, because that was 28, 27 years ago. So, right. <laughs> but no, I have not counted the, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I will do it, though. I will do it. Yeah, uh, I would say, like, take a sip of beer every time, but don't do that. <laughs> that would be really quick, though, because he just, like, he basically goes from one to the other. You might as well just grab you a growler and turn it up. Just just turn this, just down a damn can of beer or a bottle of beer. That's what you get. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, that uh, is a good honorable mention. I mean, we've lost some other people. Kenny um, Rogers. To, yeah, Kenny Rogers, one of the most. And that's, um, you and I had talked about that before. Check out everybody listening. Check out um, the first editions because that was Kenny's band prior to going country. And that voice, even back then, and a lot of people know the first editions because of the song um, "Just uh, Just Walked In to See What Condition My Condition Was In" was in the uh, Big Lebowski soundtrack. Hey, there you so, go. Yeah, so that's that that record. I've got that record in my collection. I don't have any Kenny Rogers other than the first editions. Um, and then you also got to thank the uh, gentleman who, um, now Kenny, of course, died of, of natural causes. Right. It but wasn't the guy COVID. who wrote I Love Rock and Roll, he recently, he passed away due to the COVID virus. The guy who um, wrote Stacy's Mom passed away. From from Fountains of Wayne? Yeah, that guy passed. That was he's, was he's, he's part 52 of the years old. Did he just write the song, or was he part of the band? No, don't. I don't know that. He just. Well, wrote... shit, I used to love Fountains of Wayne. I don't know if it was the front man or if it was just the guy that wrote it, but at fifty-two, oh, COVID gosh, took him. Oh my gosh, Joe Diffie, who wrote Pickup Man, right? That's a damn good country song. <laughs> he passed away. John Prine. The last I heard, John Prine was taken off the ventilator and is doing well. Right. I think he's going to recover. And he's yeah, a songwriter. Songwriter. If you're not familiar yeah, with him, is. like. I remember I've shared that with like a lot of people and they was like, I don't even know who that is. And I was like, well, I'm kind of disappointed. How do you not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fan or not, he's yeah, inspired uh, and influenced so many songwriters. Oh my gosh. From Emmy Lou Harris to Jason Isbell. Yeah. I mean, hundreds. And I, I luckily knew about John Prine because my father was a fan of John Prine. He gave me a mixed CD of John Prine stuff. So I've known of John Prine for a good long while. What has been really good lately? I gotta give it to my boy Pony Bradshaw, man. Oh hell yes, that's a phenomenal record, man. Um, yeah. The song uh, Jehovah, dude, that is my song. That's my jam. I, uh, I had a song that I was uh, skipping toward the end, and uh, one day for whatever reason I just had the album playing, and uh, I didn't skip it. It was Gaslight Heart, and that yes. oh, that song gosh. immediately became a banger. And I don't think I've ever heard him play it live. Mm, yeah, I don't. I've heard 
I've only seen him twice. That's I've only seen him and, twice too, but yeah. So and I know the first time I saw him, that record wasn't even a thing. So yeah, so I probably have not heard him. I probably not even heard him do Jehovah. Matter of fact, I don't think I have either. Cause like so, the only thing off the the thing. only two songs off of, take that back. I think he did three. He did um, you know, ten by ten. Uh, he done didn't it rain and oh man, I think no, he didn't do Van Gogh. It was one more, but other than that, he played all new stuff in Tupelo. Yeah, that's been really cool to watch him on on uh, his Instagram. It's just good to see, like, when I went out to Tupelo, man, like, all the things that Cody Ray had learned how to do. Yeah. Like, Cody was jumping over on drums and, like, playing the steel and then hopping over to play lead. And I was like, I hear you, Cody. Cody, showing out. (laughs) I hear you, Cody. Yeah. Cody's a cool fella, too, man. That dude's phenomenal on guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I love to see those two together because there's, like, a, um, a chemistry. Yeah, that that just definitely noticeable because the two times that I've seen, it's just been the two of them, and I think that's pretty much how they remain, uh, except for on record. But just to watch those two together, they just like the timing is phenomenal. They know, like Cody knows when Pony's about to do this, you know, and he responds, and it is just fantastic to watch. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so you got one more left, man. Yeah, man. I'm gonna have to take it down to Mobile, and I think Roots Fest is gonna be canceled. But I wanna, I want you. Oh gosh, I hope they got some stuff cut that they can send you. Red Clay Trace. Yes, we've talked about them before. Did you send me one thing from them? I think no, so. Maybe, maybe a YouTube video. Yeah, I think we just talked about them. Yeah, I saw so. them at the Riddies when I was still living down in Mobile. I was uh, living down in the Bayou, and a buddy of mine. Um, so he had residency at a place called Pelican's Reef, Cam Lewis. He's been on the show. Yeah. Yep. And uh, he hosted the open mic. And uh, me and my buddy had just come out of a six-piece band. And we were moving down to a two-piece. And um, jump. And we wanted to, like, try our material out at the open mic. And, like, through his residency, uh, after the open mic ended, we were able to take residency for two months. And so every Sunday... For two months, uh, we got paid for, I think it was three-hour gigs that we did. Yeah. And um, it was through Cam that I learned about the Red Clay Strays. They were playing out on Dolphin Island at the Riddies one day, and like Cam called me. He said, I don't know if I'm going to make it out, but if you don't have anything going on today, you should really get out to the island. Yeah. And, oh, my God. (laughs) And this has been four years ago. They're so much tighter now. Yeah. And I was so excited about seeing them with Adam Hood in Tuscaloosa. And I just, yes. I hope that gets that rescheduled or it's still a thing, you know. Yeah, I know, man. Um, and I'm it's really weird for me because, um, you know, I am the, the announcer for the Druid City Dames. And same as last year, we had our bout scheduled on the same day as that. And so I was like, damn, I'll miss all these good people. I forget Cedric Burnside this year, which I've seen said a couple times now. So I'm good on said, but, but last year I missed American Aquarium, you know, the red clay strays. I would get to see this year. I'm hood. Of course, I think he's played every one of the roots fest. Cause I remember the first one that he played, it was over in a little thing right by the alcove. 
over yeah. in Tuscaloosa. They wasn't even in Government Plaza the first year they did it. But um, right, yeah, I hope they reschedule it, and I hope they reschedule the date that uh, Druid City Dames doesn't have a homebound, <laughs> so I can go <laughs> hang out. <laughs> yeah, man, I, and I'm telling you, man, like just since this whole quarantine has been so weird in life, it's it's just weird. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's the new norm, you know. I mean, the new norm. I don't freaking like. <laughs> I'm t- I don't. I don't like. I don't like, I don't like this. Favorite. Like, I, I should be face to face. I should be like. We should have sushi like running up on the table and like purring yeah, next like, to the mic. <laughs> like she has. All right, you ready to walk this thing on out the door, dude? Let's, I'm. Let's I'm. It, man. I'm thinking this is definitely a six out of ten. If I was to put a number on it, yeah, um, that sounds that sounds good. Six or maybe a, a it's going to be a seven after we get off the phone. Hey, Amen. <laughs> I'm going to turn this glass up. And finish the rest of this. I think we'll close this. Piece. I think we'll close the episode out with a song called Jehovah by Pony Bradshaw. Oh, hail to the yeah! <laughs> <laughs> well, man, it's been good. Uh, phone line edition of Untapped and Vinyl. Uh, we are practicing our social distancing and taking our social drinking to a new level. That's it. I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, man. Peace out.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.